everyone. I'm Ricky with Everyday Woodworking, your podcast home for tips, tricks, and information on how to make the most of your woodworking time and money every day. Well, welcome back to the show. We are getting into uh, what I thought was going to be a one-episode subject, but when I started, I started researching everything, and I saw really fast this was going to be like probably like a whole new series. Uh, there's a lot of information here, so let's just call this episode. Well, let's just call this number one in our new series on setting up a small shop. Um, I found out there is a ton of information to be had here, and uh, I'm pretty excited about uh, sharing this. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, before we get going, though, I want to hit a couple of things. Uh, one, I've got to tell you guys real quickly about my Harbor Freight update. So, you know, I mean, we had been talking uh, about using Harbor Freight for buying your bargain power tools. We did an episode on that. Um, and I've been on the hunt for a benchtop planer for a while. Um, anyway, so I had been on the hunt for a benchtop planer, and I've been looking here and there, just comparing things and all. And I had been thinking about the Bauer model at Harbor Freight. Um, it was a little less expensive um, than what I was expecting to pay. It was about $350. Bucks. Um, and it seemed... You know, I'd been doing some research, and it seemed like it was a good buy. I'd been on the fence for a while, um, but they texted me about a 20% off sale for Inside Track members. I know you know what I'm talking about, because in the Harbor Freight episode, when I suggested that everyone sign up for the Inside Track Club and sign up for text messages, you all did it. Right, right, okay, so if you did, then you got that text too, and you knew that there was a twenty percent off sale for all all inside track members. The twenty percent off got me a go ahead for my wife, uh so we shot down to the local harbor freight uh to grab my new planer, as fate would have it. We got there. They were out of stock. It was really disappointing. It's a limited time sale. Um, and to my knowledge, Harbor Freight doesn't really have a written rain check policy. When I told the manager, um, she gave me a handwritten note that said they would honor the 20% sale for us until they got that planer back in stock. And they would even call me and let me know when it came in. To me, that that was that just solidified my relationship. That is customer service. That's what I'm talking about. I don't get this at any of the other tool places where I go. This is just one more reason for me to love Harbor Freight and for me to suggest that you fall in love with Harbor Freight. And no, they're not sponsoring this show or anything like that. I just like them. They're like the Chick-fil-A of tool companies. It's just fantastic. Uh, also, if you've watched or listened to us before, you know I never record a show without having a cup of coffee in my hand, and I do here now as well. I try to give a shout-out to some of our favorite people by using a coffee mug with their, their logo on it, something like that. So today, I am sipping my coffee from a mug from the folks at Cables and Kits. 
I don't know if you're familiar with Cables and Kits or not, but um, Cables and Kits is owned by Craig and Kristen Haney and their girls, and they're close friends of our family. And our families worship together down at Cornerstone Church. They um, Cables and Kits, to me, it, it's really an amazing story, I, and I'll have to get into that at another time. The story is pretty amazing about the company, and, and the Haney's are just a great family. Uh, and folks, actually folks that have known us for a while or folks from Cornerstone may remember Craig's character uh, that he came up with for one of our church programs. I don't know if you'll remember Yazim and his used camel emporium. Prices are so low. You slap your mama. And I'm doing it terrible. Anyway, you know, we'll have to get Craig maybe on here to, to uh, talk with us and <laughs> His, his imagination is amazing, uh, and it's just a great guy, a great family, and a great business. Uh, Cables and Kits specializes <clears throat> in network infrastructure technology for mid- and enterprise-level companies, products like uh, Ethernet, uh, fiber cables, switches, other communication products. You can shop on their site at cablesandkits.com, uh, which I'll leave a link to. Um, or you can call in and uh, speak with a customer service rep or an account manager. And, and like I said, I'm going to leave a link to their website down below and in the show notes, and they'll be easy to find. Uh, Cables and Kits, is they really are inspiring in a lot of ways, especially for me as another small business person. The company is just incredibly well run, and their their respect level in the marketplace is just off the charts. Um, we are really blessed to know them, and and I am blessed to have one of their coffee mugs right now. So, hey, thank you, Craig and Kristen, for a coffee cup. Frankly, this is exactly what I expected. It is better than it had to be. And as I've said many times here, the coffee cup that a company sends us is absolutely a direct indication of the level of business that company provides. It's a truth I swear by it. And with that in mind, I have no doubt telling you guys that Cables and Kits is doing everything better than they have to do. So thank you guys. All right. Setting up a small shop. Wow. Where in the world do I begin? Okay, I'm going to get a sip, sip of coffee and let's get going. Mm. Oh, that's good. All right. All right. So I'm going to give you some general points. Um, that I think every shop owner needs to consider. Then we're going to break those apart a little bit. Um, and still, though, I mean, this is just going to be an overview. Okay, right now in this episode, we're gonna we're gonna get down in the mud in the coming weeks and do some splotting. Okay, um, but for now, we're going to get into some main points and then break those things down. Then we'll come back and then we'll revisit these things over the next few weeks and really dig into this. So our six main points for setting up a small shop. One, decide what you're going to be doing, obviously, duh. Number two, know your budget. If you don't have a budget, this is probably not the podcast for you. Number three, tool selection, another obvious. Number four, and this is really gonna be involved, lay out your space. And we're talking about square footage, your shop, your building, your space, where you're going to be working. Number five, 
that is going to lead us into buildings, the different types of buildings for your consideration. And number six, and this is probably something that a lot of people overlook when they're setting up their shop, is to have a plan for the future. And I'll get into that a little more as we as we drill down a little. All right, so let's go back to number one. Decide what you're going to be doing. This seems obvious, but if you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what kind of shop to set up. You may be a hobby shop. You may be a small business. I don't know. Or you're, maybe you're going to be making signs or cabinets. Or maybe it's going to be a headquarters for things that you do off-site. Uh, maybe you're going to do wood turning or make furniture, uh, things like that. So a lot of considerations to go in there to decide what you're going to be doing in that shop before you know how to outfit it and set it up. Also, I've got a couple of notes here about deliveries. Hey, are you going to be accepting deliveries in there? And where are you going to put all that stuff? So if you need to be storing uh, materials, a lot of lumber, maybe plywood, things like that, you got to have a space dedicated for it. And you've got to have a space logically planned for it. Uh, the next thing is budget. I would say my advice would be to dream big, but stay grounded. Because if you're like me, you're going to have to have a budget that you're going to work with. Um, the same kind of advice that I usually give with tools, buy the best thing or do the best thing that you can afford right now. You may want to use an existing space and that would definitely help with your budget. Do some DIY stuff, that would help too. Then on to tool selection. Now I'm going to devote an entire episode to this specific point the workbench. The workbench is going to be the most important thing in your shop, regardless of how you're going to use it. So I'm going to devote an entire episode to a workbench and all the things that, that go uh, with that. Um, what kind of tools do you already have? Take an inventory of what you already have and then decide what you need. You may want to buy used. You may want to go back through our episodes two through five and see about, hey, where can you pick up some deals on some tools? I like, obviously, Harbor Freight. I've got a link down in the show notes to a Family Handyman article that I think was just fantastic, talking more about Harbor Freight and how to find deals there. Um, you can decide if you want name brand stuff or if that's not that important to you. Um, you can look for other woodworking shops that are maybe going out of business. Um, or that are growing and might want to pass off some of their, their older stuff. Okay, then we're going to get into laying out the shop. I, and I've also referenced um, an article from The Wood Whisperer. In case you're, if you're a woodworker, you're probably familiar with that. That is, is such a great article, article with some great points about how to lay out your shop. Um, tool selection, obviously, is going to determine what you have to work with and where things need to be. I said your workbench is going to be the most important piece in your shop, but as far as a tool, you need to decide what is the central tool going to be. For most of us, it's going to be a table saw, but that may not be true for you, but you need to decide what your central tool is going to be and then look at your potential workflow and see how things are going to move from that uh, and then how you need to move around the shop. Make sure you have plenty of elbow room 
things like that. You want to look at some multi-use areas, maybe some workstations that fold away, like a router table that folds up out of the way. Everything big, in my opinion, needs to roll around, you know, like a drill press. Um, my drill press is on wheels. Um, your table saw, any any large tool, you're, you're going to need to put that on wheels because you're going to be moving stuff around. You may even decide to rearrange it a little bit later on down the road. You want to think about cleanup, dust collection, of course, lighting, heating, uh, fans or air, uh, and power. That's going to be a big thing. Do you need 110? Do you need 220? How many outlets do you need? Then into buildings, um, you know, you could be looking at something as simple as using your basement or your man cave, maybe even just working out in the driveway. Uh, I work in my garage, so you may want to work in your garage. If you get on into a shed, uh, that could you want to make sure that's expandable, but that's a great start. Maybe a simple building or one of those pre-made buildings. Maybe on up into a steel shop or maybe even renting or leasing a building that's, that's nearby. So that's a lot of stuff to look at there. Then finally, planning to grow. It doesn't really matter what you're doing or what level you're at. You're always going to need more room down the road. So we need to look at an expandable floor plan, maybe a wall that can be bumped out or buildings that can be connected, maybe even going up into an attic area or something like that. Okay, wow, man, that went by so fast, um, but I think I'm doing better on time than I normally do. That was a really quick high pass, though, over the small shop setup criteria, so definitely come back next week, and we're going to jump right into these big old details, and we're going to start with deciding on what your shop's purpose is. And if you've got any questions uh, about anything you've heard today, definitely let me know what you think. I am always looking for great questions, and uh, we'll bring some of those up on the air here and address these things publicly. One last thing. Also, if you enjoyed this, please, please, please take a second. Leave us a great review. They are so important to us. And wherever you're listening, we would love it if you subscribe to the podcast and became a regular listener. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, then obviously we post a video of each podcast episode and we'll link to that on our Apple Valley Farm. That's our woodworking business on our, our Apple Valley Farm YouTube channel and on our Apple Valley Farm website. Definitely like, comment and subscribe to us there as well. And finally, if you'd like to learn even more about us, you can check out the show notes Head over via the link to applevalleyfarmga.com for things like our store, our woodworking projects, and lots, lots more. Okay, guys, thank you so much for hanging in there with me for that quick look. I hope you guys have a great day. I hope this was helpful. Please come back again. Thank you, and I'll see you next time right here on Everyday Woodworking.